Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers-Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast featuring awesome people in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. This week, we're brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. Who do we have on the show today? Today we have Dr. Wendy Ashman, optometrist from Family Vision Care. We're supported today by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. What do they have coming up? A virtual coffee talk. It is going to be on Thursday, March 4th from 8 to 9.30. Virtual coffee talk. So bring your own coffee. Yep. Or bring your virtual coffee, whatever floats your boat. All right, it's going to be presented by Erica Petrelli, Senior Vice President of Leadership Development of the Leadership Program. The Leadership Program. Yes. This talk is called Igniting Your Social Emotional Leadership. Igniting, so like strike a match and boom, on fire. My emotional leadership's just going to pounce out. Apparently, in these unique and extraordinary times, true leadership is more important than ever. In this reflective and interactive workshop, participants will examine emotional intelligence and social emotional skill building through the lens of their own leadership and leadership style. They will learn tools for maximizing the power of this side of their own leadership, as well as bringing out the best of it in their staff. Beyond the soft skills and fluffy exterior, this is as hard as it gets. Join us to uncover new paths and possibilities for yourself and your program. Now, who's putting this on again? It is Erica Petrelli, Senior Vice President of Leadership Development. And when? It is March 4th. That's a Thursday from 8 to 9.30. Register at SchaeferLeadership.com. Today in the studio, we have Dr. Wendy Ashman of from Family Vision Care. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for stopping I'm by. Happy to be here. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I am originally from Oklahoma. I'm an import. Okay. I uh, married into Muncie. So I grew up in Oklahoma. I'm an only child. Made my way um, after undergraduate at University of Oklahoma, made my way to Indiana University for optometry school. Oh, so, okay. um, and then met my husband there. And that's how I ended up being uh, here in Muncie. So, yeah. So So, how do you decide to go into that line uh, of work? Right. (laughs) Well, um, I would say that uh, I knew I would have done something in the health science field, but probably in high school, I think my mom kind of started mentioning it. And I visit, I had always, we'd always gone to our optometrist for eye care. My dad has really bad eyes. So I always remembered seeing his super thick glasses, um, watching him do his contacts. And so I did have kind of some interest in like, well, maybe I can... uh, Uh, maybe I can help dad someday. So I visited, um, our optometrist was in another small town. So uh, I actually visited the uh, optometrist in our hometown, kind of thought, okay, this is something I can do. So started out at University of Oklahoma and did kind of the kind of science prerequisites that would have kind of gone with other (laughs) health sciencey things too. And then probably by about my sophomore year, I had uh, shadowed other optometrists locally where my campus was. And I was like, okay, I think this is what I want to do. And so 
finished up. I didn't even declare a major. I did all the prerequisites for optometry um, my first three years. And then I thought, okay, now I kind of have to come up with something to graduate with. And so I kind of matched everything up and I ended up doing a experimental psychology degree and kind of thought maybe if I ended up maybe working for a contact lens company or something like research might be Mm -hmm. something that could kind of come into play with that. And so I ended up, um, yeah, going that route and then finishing up and applying to several different optometry schools. At the time, there were about 16 in the United States and I landed on, um, there was one in Oklahoma, a little bit smaller. I thought, I don't know if I can go with that small of a group for four years. And so I ended up coming to IU, which was about a class of 80. So it was a nice size, not too small, but not 200 or 300 or something like that too. So Okay. And that's where you met your husband, That's where I met my husband. And he's an ophthalmologist, too. He's an optometrist. Yeah, optometrist. And um, he was a couple years ahead of me in school. So, yeah, we met and um, hit it off and ended up getting married in school. And then he was kind of ahead of me in the process. And so he was back here um, a couple years before then. And we were kind of on the fence. Are we coming back to Muncie? He had actually done a little stint uh, in between college and optometry school out in Colorado. He was a chemistry major and had gone out there and um, kind of looked into to some jobs there and just wasn't happy with it. And so his dad was an optometrist and brought him back to Muncie and said, get these prerequisites. He had just a couple of things to get and he ended up um, following in his dad's footsteps. And uh, so then once I finished up school, we kind of decided we wanted to be kind of here and be with his family and kind of carry on that Ashman name as far as uh, optometry in the area goes. Okay, well that- that makes sense. Yeah. Well, we're glad we're glad that you are a transplant here to Muncie. Yes, yes, and I enjoy it. I love it. <laughs> Since you are from a different part of the country, mm-hmm. what what are some of the differences between there and Muncie? Well, I will tell you when I and I I get into this with patients a lot because they'll see my Oklahoma you know diploma on the uh, wall, and so I get into this a lot. It's not a whole lot different. Very down to earth people. Um, just good people, farmers, uh, very, very, very similar. And I always laugh, um, in Oklahoma, you are a Sooner, Mm -hmm. and in Indiana, you're a Hoosier. And people don't really exactly know what I'm talking about. (laughs) So yeah, the University of Oklahoma, was crimson and cream indiana university crimson and cream i didn't really change a whole lot of uh from one to the other so yeah it was an easy transition (laughs) so what is a sooner i don't a sooner so back in the land run days as they opened up more of the united states and they were kind of taking over territory the sooners went out early the night before and claimed (laughs) territory before the actual land run went off the next day at whatever time it was okay so they were the early birds they were the early birds yeah okay Overachievers, right? right? That makes sense. Or the cheaters. <laughs> yeah, well, how do you want to look at it? Yeah. So how long have you been married now? 25 years. 25 Over 25 years. years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so. how long have you been at Family Vision Care? Family Vision Care um, since 1999. So really? I think this that September, okay. like this summer, this September will be 22 years for me. So, yeah. Okay. It's crazy. Time flies. <laughs> Talk about some of the changes in the optometry that have happened over the past yeah. 20, 25 years. Well, and, and um, gosh, it's 
it's just always evolving. And really, it seems like things are changing all the time now. But, you know, I even have my father-in-law's perspective, too, who practiced for over 50 some years. And so, you know, I always I tell these stories. These are all stories that I whip out for my patients. I'll sound like a broken record if they're um, listening. But um, uh, I remember Dr. Olinger would say how back in the day he would have all of his patient records on a three by five card and it would be out on the counter in like a Rolodex. And I'm like, oh, that would not go along with HIPAA these <laughs> yeah. days um, at all. And then, um, so yeah, so when I started out, we were still paper records. I mean, everything was still not quite computerized. Mm-hmm. Um, equipment, you know, when my husband and I trained, I mean, a lot of things had kind of changed at that time that had been advancements where, you know, it went from optometrists being kind of your glasses and contact lens providers to then being kind of primary care health providers for eyes. So we don't do surgeries. We don't, um, you know, do any um, kind of specialties as far as the eyes go, but we're kind of that primary care referral. So we um, diagnose, we find things, we send on to specialists for, you know, certain things, whether it's cataract surgery, a retinal procedure, you know, all those kind of things. So, you know, really when we trained, we were um, very much trained in eye disease and were able to do that. Where my father-in-law, you know, patients were still asking him to adjust their glasses for him like it was still very much about okay we need to get your glasses and your prescription and you need to see so that's <laughs> definitely I can see such a huge change in that and and then um, electronics came along and and electronic health records and you know it's wonderful it's a lot more work to get it all entered in but then once it's there it's so easy to find things versus the paper record oh, yeah. that you jot things down real quick and everything's there, but then sometimes you would have been flipping through, you know, multiple pages to go back and kind of find some older things. So that's really evolved. And then, and then you know, now obviously there's some telemedicine options. I mean, I didn't get into optometry to sit at home and not interact <laughs> with my patients. Um, that's kind of what makes part of my day is getting to see them, especially after I've seen some of them for 22 years. But, you know, there's just things that are evolving that, you know, um, as you get older, it can be hard to want to change or evolve. But when you do, you know, all in all, it kind of helps the patient. You know, it's sure. it's where they are. If, if it's better for them to maybe call in and just have a discussion over the phone with you, that, that works too. I mean, okay. you'll eventually see them, you know, back in the office at some point in time. So Yeah. No, I've always wondered, okay, so I've worn glasses since I uh-huh. was in first grade. Yes. Then I got LASIK surgery, okay. which is great. Yes. But now I'm getting older and my eyes are not as great yeah. anymore. So yes. now I'm wearing glasses, which right. is fine. But I, over the course of the years, you always go in and you get the little little thingy uh-huh. and they're like uh, the ones, tr- and, ones twos. or twos and threes and fours and whatever <laughs> yes. and all of that. And I'm like, of all the technology that we have invented in forever, there's not a thing where it can just like look in my eyeball and say this is your prescription (laughs) well and we do do like in the preliminary testing um there is what's called an autorefractor and so it does measure like the front surface of the eye and then the lens inside the eye are what kind of have the power to Mm -hmm. the eye and so it does do a reading off of that but it's you know it's not letting you tell us when you look at that image like really what makes it look perfect mm-hmm. so I mean it's still very kind of objective and subjective you want a little bit of both and and that is something that is kind of an advancement you know the the one that you always re- envision seeing that had been around for years those are automated now so oh, they're okay. they're even I mean they make our life a lot easier as far as like populating the prescription into um, the record but they also are a little bit more precise than the clicky button mm-hmm. one too so that that's kind of I've, I think almost all of the docs in our office have those in the exam lanes I think I've had them maybe for about 
about four years. And okay. those, those are, but you always think of that one with all the, you all know, the buttons knobs and knobs. And, the buttons, yeah. and now this one's just kind of like, it's just the mask. It doesn't huh. have all that on it. I have a little keypad that I can just manipulate all of that. Yeah, it's huh. pretty neat. Well, that's cool. I'm always, it always gives me anxiety because I'm like, I'm going to say the wrong I one. I know, I know, exactly. <laughs> Which I'm sure you guys get that all the time. Right. And so. with all those readings, I mean, really, I tell, always tell patients, like, with what your glasses are now, with that auto refraction, and then with what you give me, like, all of it usually the pieces of the puzzle kind of all fit together. <laughs> well, if you're not working, what are you doing? Uh, well, my life has, evo- has evolved and changed in the last couple of years. We're empty nesters just within the last um, year and a half or so. Our youngest went to IU last year and then came back last March when all this COVID mm-hmm. stuff happened. So kind of was back for a period of time. It was super neat. Even my daughter um, that is older, she's graduated from IU, but she ended up, she's teaching in Milwaukee when her school shut down, she came home too. So I was like, I never would have had this opportunity to have my adult children under my roof again. So that was fun. But it's, you know, it's a big change. I mean, you're so busy with all the stuff they're doing. And then all of a sudden, it's kind of numbing, like how quiet and how, what do I do next? I started cleaning my house a lot. All the things that you stuffed in closets (laughs) and put away for however many months I, um, you know, just started doing. And then COVID even kind of gave that um, more opportunity where we caught up on that kind of stuff. And then now we're kind of done with it. this year has kind of been the motto of I'm reading books and after last year with COVID and politics and everything that went on I thought you know what it's time to just turn the TV off a little bit maybe and kind of read a little more so I've been doing that a lot lately all kinds of things from health stuff to books that friends read to you know whatever self-help kind of stuff I like a little bit of everything so yeah it's a new it's a new thing it's hard to like talk yourself into doing that when you didn't have the time to (laughs) do it before you like feel guilty like am I supposed to be doing this? Now, are you involved in any organizations or anything around town? Well, um, I also took a little break from some of that stuff. Um, Through optometry, there's an Indiana uh, Optometric Association, which kind of filters into the national organization. And then we have a local kind of East Central Society. So we get together. COVID's kind of put some of that on hold, or we've done Zooms and things. I'm a board member for the IU School of Optometry Alumni Board, which is kind of doctors and like liaisons to the students, kind of um, does some events to kind of um, make sure they can connect with doctors um, in Indiana. Indiana and elsewhere as needed. Locally, I've done a little bit of everything over the years. Back in the day, some American Heart Association events, Children's Museum Guild. I was on the board for Big Brothers and Big Sisters before we had to dissolve, mm-hmm. which was kind of heartbreaking. After that, I had to just take a little bit. <laughs> you gotta take a breather. I a had to bit. take a little <laughs> bit of a breather. Breather. That was a hard one, but um, yeah. So I've always enjoyed. You know, like I said, I, we we love Muncie, and it's like it you you make it a home when you get involved in um, all the community and you get to enjoy the things that all that offers. Tell me something that's on your bucket list. Uh, well, our latest thing that's been kind of evolving for the last couple, three to five years is where, um, and COVID kind of helped it because you slowly realize that, okay, I can, I can drive to, to places. That's about all we can do is get outdoors and drive to places. But <laughs> bucket list, we've been doing national parks. Okay. One year, uh, when my son was in high school, we did the Grand Canyon. And then we decided another year we needed to do some national parks in Utah. And then this 25th anniversary at the beginning of um, 2020, we kind of thought we'd do something really cool for the 25th wedding anniversary. And then COVID hit. And we're like, like, well, how about we <laughs> check off some more of those national <laughs> parks on the bucket list? <laughs> so we did. It was a fa- it was a fabulous trip. We did uh, uh, Yellowstone oh, okay. and 
Glacier National Park. And so we went into Bozeman and went up into Glacier National Park for three or four days and then came back down and did, uh, stayed in West Yellowstone and then toured around Yellowstone for three or four days. So we made a trip of it. It's, it's a lot of hiking and it's a lot of moving, but I mean, we just, we just, I mean, especially after COVID, it was like, you just, just to be outside and enjoy the beauty and soak all that in. We had a ball. So it, you know, we probably thought we were doing something else like a cruise or a Europe or something like that. And it quickly turned into like, no, we're not doing that. We'll, we'll do this. But, but that is, that's kind of when you say bucket list, that's what it is. Like we literally want to kind of, we're always, it's on a mission. Like, okay, if we're going to be close to here, let's do this one. Or if we're going to be close to here, let's do this one. (laughs) Yeah. So you mentioned you work work a lot with students uh, Uh coming up through the ranks. Yes. What's something, what's some of the advice you give them as they're coming in? Well, I mean, obviously the more that they can get out and experience, like a lot of them will do, I don't know if you call them internships, but they'll shadow and maybe even have the opportunity to work for a doctor. I mean, I think especially even going through optometry school, the more exposure, the more that you can have seen or witnessed or, you know, understand. I didn't, I mean, I shadow, I did never work for a doctor, but I, I shadowed. And so, you know, I'd go and, and be maybe one semester would go once a week or something like that, but I never truly got to work and got, get like hands on. And I just think we at, at Family Vision Care, we pretty much pretty consistently always have a college student that's there doing some part of the work for us. Um, that is, on the road to optometry school or who has already applied and gotten accepted. And um, I just think, I'm just, I was, I guess I'm always a little jealous. Like, wow, I feel like they're pretty prepared when they go, you know, they just have to do the book work. They've kind of gotten, you know, they've gotten the glimpse of the other stuff. (laughs) But yeah, like the, the students that we get to, um, kind of see at some of these events that we do at IU, I mean, they just want to talk to you sometimes too. You know, I just feel like sometimes just, that interaction, like some of them may not have had the hometown optometrist or, you know, some of those situations. I think they really just, they really just want to talk. I think if you could just spend time with them, that that's pretty meaningful to them. Absolutely. Yeah. We get some people who are like, Hey, can we shadow you guys? And I'm like, <laughs> well, I mean, we work on our computers a lot. Yeah. We, like, yeah. What, 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 right. what, what are we you doing? Look at. <laughs> you know, watch me like click around in like Photoshop or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, hmm. It's probably yeah. not the best yeah, experience. Be a little but... bo- yeah. It'd be a yeah. little boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does success? mean to you now that one was probably the like least one that I I liked you know everybody hates that one right like what is that I mean I think when you especially as I'm a little bit older now you just look back at like okay I'm here midway through life and you're like okay so you see all the blessings you see all the things and you're like that's great that's that's wonderful I mean that's success but then if you get it on kind of like that micro level I'm always kind of that person that has to have a to-do list and I kind of have you know like I've when I can have my schedule and my structure I don't know if that's what you would call no, success but right. in my mind I kind of feel like that's that's, that's the happiness. way I achieve it it's happiness it is it is it's success and happiness to me so and that's probably a personality thing more than it is you yeah. know you know no, I'm, I'm like that too if I, I wake up in the morning I make my to-do list I yes. am happy then Matt comes along and tries to oh, like, they'll rail it. derail the whole thing. And then I get so mad. Yeah. And, and then that yeah. to-do list is then for the next day. Yeah. And that like <laughs> makes you feel like you didn't accomplish what you did. That you were supposed to do the day before. I know. That, that little mental mind game that we play with yeah. ourselves. Just, that's just how it goes. <laughs> yeah. And now it's time for the lightning round. Quick questions and quick answers. <laughs> so the number one question, what's your favorite band or artist? 
band or artist. I like so many of them. Um, if it went on based on concerts, my husband and I have been going to Dave Matthews concerts for probably the most of those 25 years that we've been married. So okay. I'll say Dave Matthews. All right. Mm-hmm. And those are an experience, aren't yes, they? Yes, they are. And they've, yeah, and they've been, they have been about the same the entire 25 <laughs> years yeah, that we've been much. going to them. <laughs> Are you an early bird or a night owl? I'm a night owl. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite book? Favorite book. Um, and like I said, I haven't been reading much lately. I go back to like that first one that you felt like you really enjoyed and you conquered Gone with the Wind. Okay. Mm-hmm. Several people have said yeah, that. So, I like, yeah, I liked it. It was just, like I said, it probably because it was that thousand pager that you finished. But oh, yeah. Just a great history, yeah. but great story. Yeah. Have you ever met anyone famous? I don't really think I have. Um, I guess if I had to claim to fame, and really probably anybody in Indiana could probably say that, and from Muncie too. Um, in fifth grade, my daughter would have gone to D.C., and we spent a morning with um, Vice President Pence. Okay. So that's about, but I can't think of any, like, stars or anything. Like, maybe seen them places, but I've never truly met one anywhere. All right, that's okay. What's your guilty pleasure? Oh, the guilty pleasures are probably when I do block everything out and don't do the to-do list, and I might just truly speed read a book or binge a netflix series okay so i don't do i do i I enjoy it but i have to kind of put those on hold or because i do feel like it's a guilty pleasure and then other things get pushed to the wayside do you have a favorite netflix oh gosh no there's been so many of them well the west the the yellowstone came out of watching yellowstone like we were like into that now a little bit of everything i mean i have several friends groups that everybody is always kind of recommending and then you do that one and then you know it is kind of like a checklist too but i don't i have some that are like friends that are like they're always have knocked off those latest ones and i'm like i can't i just can't do that because then i feel like i haven't I haven't done my other stuff. I haven't done all my other stuff. (laughs) I haven't done the other stuff. (laughs) What's your favorite movie? Favorite movie. Ooh. I get sucked in. We're a big Harry Potter fan. Like my daughter probably read the first book in about first or second grade and then it was always this ritual when the new book came out so we I mean anytime Harry Potter is on in our house around those holidays when they totally just blow them up for weeks on end we always can stop and watch those I still kind of go back to some of these cheesy chick flicks like last night How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days was on um, The Proposal that's another one with Sandra Bullock and um, Ryan Reynolds it's like I stop every time and they just I laugh at they just make you literally you are laughing out loud at how <laughs> funny they are so some of those okay. oldies but goodies good. Yeah, those are good. <laughs> what's your hidden talent i do like artsy and craftsy things i think sometimes doctor issues would if people think they don't like that stuff but i do that's a good kind of like i liked arts and crafts scrapbook back in the day even some of those fun coloring books and stuff like that now those are kind of good like detox so arts and crafts or kind of de- like maybe that rolls into like decorating now too that's kind of a way to unwind for me too do you sing in the shower i do not sing in the shower how about the car no i'm not a i'm not my son is, and every time I hear him, I think it's, I just love it. I'm like, isn't that funny that it's your thing or it's not your thing? Yeah. Yeah, but he yeah. does. And, I'll, I'll, and it's it's funny the things that you hear your kids sing that were like songs that we listen to. <laughs> like, how do you even know the song? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I better not. I won't say what he was singing. He'd probably <laughs> totally get me. But I was like, how do you know this song? <laughs> Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Okay. But I have been, my husband was a Trekkie. And so I've been well versed in both. But if I had okay. to choose, I would be, I would Very pick nice. it in Star Wars. Like yep, 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 yep. We, we, we've had a dry run. People don't like either. And I'm like, really? Yeah, it's just crazy. We've had no. several in a row who are neither. So, no, yeah. my husband is the Trekkie, like all the old ones. Mm-hmm. Like my mom was over not too long ago and he had one on and he I don't know what made him he related it to something pertinent and and like right now but you know he can tell you the creature the planet like he can tell you <laughs> all so that he's stuff. super into it I'm like how do you remember all this stuff he's kind of got a photographic memory though <laughs> <laughs> but I love it like he literally he had seen every one of them and knows every one of them wow. so we did watch them um like early on in our marriage, I, both my kids I had preterm labor with, and so I would have to be down a lot. And he, for some reason back then, it was like on, and be like, he'd tell me all about him. Like, so I'm like, I kind of know a lot about Star Trek, too. <laughs> Not really intentionally, but I do. <laughs> What's the most used emoji on your phone? Oh, gosh, probably the heart. And I'm, I'm like a, a funny, quirky one. Like anytime I do one, I always have to do it three times, too. So it's like heart, 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 or laugh, 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 or okay. I like those always emojis. Yes, nice. always three times. That would be my, my signature emoji. All right, there you go. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being thank on the podcast you. today. Really appreciate you it's coming been in. fun. Thank you so much. No Had a great time. Thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. Bye. And right now, you are listening to the 100th episode of Good Girl Gone Boss. Yes, unless you count our vodcasts, which... Would we, put you eight episodes which ahead. Which we are, technically would be on 108, but we're not. We're not technically... My, the way I add it up, we are on the 100th episode of podcasting with no video. Okay, well, it only matters how Matt Howell adds it up, so there you go. Because he's the one who puts the, the episodes together. <laughs> So congratulations, congratulations on making it to your 100th episode. I know, you did too. You, did you think you would have at least 100 interviews under your belt? And there's more than that because we had uh, a couple people in here. Who shared an episode. Who shared an episode, yeah. That's true. So no, I no. If I had, when we started this, I was like, yeah, we'll do it for a year, maybe two. I don't know. We'll see. Play how it goes. I mean, not that we had a shortage of people to talk to, but uh, yeah, we just we wasn't sure, sure how well it would go over or how much we wanted to do it and all that, but it's going trucking right along. And it's uh, gotten us some notoriety in the community. That is true. We were on a billboard there for a while promoting a, a good girl gone boss, yeah. and your face was up there. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that billboard is down, because seeing my face <laughs> all over town was, it was a lot. <laughs> And we've done presentations over podcasting because of our podcast. That's true. And I'm pretty sure locally we have more episodes than any other podcast out there. Yeah, locally. Locally. Yeah, I'm Here sure there's... Muncie, Delaware County, I'm pretty sure we're number one. I think we are too. I mean, uh, it makes it nice, like, because we do an interview kind of style thing. So mm-hmm. we talk to somebody new every week. Whereas, you know, if it was just me and you talking to each other, like, all the time... We would not have been at 100 episodes, I don't think. I mean, we could find things to talk about, but makes it easier and nicer and different that we get to talk to new people every week. And just think of how many people we've had the opportunity and pleasure of talking to. I mean, over 100. (laughs) So that's great. And, And I've learned something new about all of them when they come in. Like, I don't know, some things we've learned 
that you didn't necessarily know about people. Exactly. So it's been fun. We're going to keep doing it. Yeah, this is not, we're not like signing off for anything. We're just reflecting. Um, If I had thought about things of what I wish we had known when we first started, one, we probably would have gotten better mics sooner. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And uh, we tried an old mixer and older computers and they just couldn't keep up. So we had to get a newer computer and newer mixer. Got a newer microphone for our guests now. A newer microphone. So yeah, I would have known about that. Um, And then editing how much time it takes it takes a lot of time to edit but i'm doing a lot of those now so yes thank goodness i appreciate the first 40 episodes i did exclusively by myself and then the 41st episode you finally took over and this goes to show that anybody that is can learn (laughs) how to use audacity which is a free program you can download from the internet to edit audio yeah if I can figure it out, I promise you anybody can. Because people, I had somebody email today that says, oh, Angie, you're so tech savvy. I'm like, no, I'm not. Ask my <laughs> husband. No, I'm not. I I, <laughs> I just know how to Google things to figure figure it out if I need to. So. Yes, that's the number one skill right now. Can you Google to figure it out? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just ask Matt and then he's my personal Google. So there you go. <laughs> so I would have, yeah, known about that and scheduling people and all that. It's fun and I, I really enjoy getting to know. New and different people. But now, because I love to play games. This is not of course. Re- this is not a game. No, it's not. No, we're going to do what we expect our guests to do every time they come in here. We do the lightning round. Oh, here. Let me, let me hit it. And now it's time for the lightning round. Quick questions and quick answers. Yes. So now we are both going to answer these. And some of them you may kind of already know the answers to just based on our banter back and you, forth with you the answering guests. the same thing every time i mean yeah poop I, emoji i know oh. that's coming up last well maybe you don't know maybe i've changed it since then what's your favorite band or artist i don't have one what <laughs> i'll tell you mine uh um, i have always been a fan of ozzy osbourne and metallica okay so those two are are at the top okay now I'm just going to say this because it's top of mind. He's not my favorite, but he did just die and he had a very personal impact on my life. Carmen, the champion, the champion, the, the <laughs> yes, uh, a bajillion songs. He just died last week and it hurt my soul a little bit. <laughs> well, when, I, when your childhood, you know, idol dies on you. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's a blow. I know. It's like when Prince died or something, you know. Exactly. Except many for people out there. I texted my sister and my mom to be like, hey, did you hear that Carmen died? And they were like, who? You mean the singer? And I'm like, obviously he did not have as much of an impact on your life as he did on mine. Thank you very much. All right. Number two. Are you an early bird or a night owl? I'm an early bird. Yeah, I know you are. Uh, I am a middle of the dayer. Yes, definitely. <laughs> but definitely not an early bird. No. What's your favorite book? Mm, I don't really have a favorite book. I'd say the Bible. No, I'm not, <laughs> not going to say the Bible. <laughs> I really like Dr. Seuss books. I like okay. the Sneetches. The Sneetches is my favorite. And the woman with too many Daves, which you don't know. She, no. she had a whole bunch of kids and she named them all Dave. So when she called Dave, they all came running. My favorite book is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, one of the early self-development books that help you figure out things. Now, fun fact. I heard on the podcast, I'm not entirely sure if it's true, but Napoleon Hill was not rich. 
and he made several books and several different things and he was basically a con man <laughs> and none of it panned out for him to no and oh. this book didn't take off until he was like dead well that's the way good art is you <laughs> well know? that's true you don't appreciate it until they're dead so yes there you go have you ever met anyone famous not that i can think of like not a real big celebrity we've seen celebrities together we saw uh nelly in the in the airport oh yeah we did see him in the airport <laughs> he didn't know we were there <laughs> Yeah, I, I've, I've met some basketball stars uh, from the past, things like that, but uh, way beyond their prime, that kind of thing, through some networking events, stuff like that. Okay. Now, I don't think I've met anyone super famous, but I have two two quick things. So, one, remember the country band Blackhawk? Yeah. Yeah. I went to that guy's house one time because he had a recording studio in Alexandria, so. Yeah, so you just hung out with him. No, not like, oh my God, you just said it all gross. No, not like that. <laughs> it was with my, my music teacher, my voice teacher was recording over there or okay. whatever. So I met him. And then my, she's not famous, famous, but my voice teacher's daughter, Crystal Harris, who's now Crystal Peterson, she sang the Supergirl song for Princess Diaries. I'm Supergirl and I'm here to save the world or whatever. Anyway, and she went on tour with like Backstreet Boys and stuff. So I knew her before she was famous. She'd probably say she's not famous now, but I knew her then in the day. What's your guilty pleasure? I love watching trashy TV, like The Housewives. And Reese Cups. Oh, I do love Reese Cups. Reese eggs are the best. Reese eggs and trashy TV, you're a happy camper. I am, yes. How about you? Guilty pleasure. I enjoy a good whiskey. That is true. You do. My guilty pleasure. It seems like I have a lot of pleasure. Are you very guilty about it? Well, yeah, because you're drinking so much whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What's your favorite movie? Of all time? Yeah. Still top Schindler's List. Such a sad movie. I've always liked that movie because I am a not a fan of World War II, but I love that era. Yeah. And everything that happened that was kind of like the darkness of man. Like if it wasn't for World War II, we wouldn't be so good right now. Okay. Are we good right now? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Better better than better than World War Two. <laughs> well, okay, yes. That is true. And I really like Schindler's List has good music. Like the soundtrack is very good. My favorite movie of all time is Wizard of Oz. It's my favorite. I love it. Um, part one or part two? Not Return to Oz. That <laughs> movie, we've talked about it before. That movie, the Wheelers. That is so weird. I cannot believe my very straight-laced parents let me watch that because it's like an acid trip. No. The first Wizard of Oz. It's the only one. It's the only one. It's the one. My mom taped it off a of TV because remember it came on like once a year yeah. or whatever so my mom taped it back on a vhs tape way back in the day and she cut out the part with the flying monkeys because those things scared the crap out of me and she cut them out so i could have my own version without the monkeys thanks mom what's your hidden talent i mean i sing people don't hear me sing very often but i do That's like true. to sing i'm good at that you're great at playing piano nobody uh, hears that <laughs> i'm not great at it i should, for as many years as i took lessons i should be far better than I actually am. And I think I know how to play guitar and saxophone and things like that. Quite a few instruments. I do. I feel like I'm moderately okay on several instruments, but not exceptional at any. All my hidden talents I made little businesses out of, uh, such as DJing. Well, yes. So uh, I was not a great on-air DJ, I can say that. But uh, over the years, I've become a great wedding DJ. So knowing what to play for the audience to keep them out there and dancing. That's true. And you do a great job of that. Another hidden talent of yours is you can tell a song by like one note. Like one note comes on the radio and you're like, oh, 
Yeah, I know now, this song. Especially late seventies, eighties, nineties. I I can get most of them. The the more current stuff is a little tougher, especially current country. I couldn't tell you who was singing what. Do you sing in the shower? I do not. Do you? No. By singing in the car, especially mm. when there's nobody else in the car. I don't really sing in the car much either. Really? No. Oh, you're listening to podcasts all yeah, the time. Yeah, I listen to podcasts all you the time. You can't really sing along with those. Yeah, but I've never been like a shower singer. Like, I can I can sing. I'm a decent singer, but I don't sing in the shower, and I don't sing in the car, and I usually, and I don't sing fact, in the kitchen. Little known fact, she has one of those waterproof speakers in the shower that she listens to podcasts on while she's taking a shower. Yes. Not even music. I know. And you know who does sing in the shower? Who? Audia. Star Wars or Star Trek? Uh Everyone knows the answer to this. Neither. I'm a Star Wars fan. Okay. Now, Star Trek, very close, number two, but Star Wars has always been near my heart. Well, you, like, grew up with it. Exactly. I wasn't there for the movie theater in 1970, or 1977. Okay, because yeah, you were just like barely born. <laughs> two or three. But when Empire Strikes Back came out, I was that perfect age, and what, it was 1981, so okay. I was, like, seven or eight. And uh, yeah, it, got like, to go there. Blew and your little blew mind. Blew my mind at the Rivoli Theater right here in Muncie. Which is not there anymore, but. Exactly. Ball <laughs> Brothers is standing there. I now. know. <laughs> Did you go with your uncle or who'd you go with? I believe it was an uncle and my brother went uh, as well. I can barely remember anything other than that movie, like, blew my mind. Well, yeah, that's mind blowing. What's your most used emoji on your phone? Smiley face. You're so boring. What about you? Well, I do give lots of thumbs up right now. Like, if I want you to know that I got the message, thumbs up. But definitely poop emoji is by far the first, the most used. And then I'm also really big into, like, bitmojis, which I know is, like, 10 years late or whatever. But I love sending little things with, like, my face on them. Like, and, like, the poop bitmojis, those are the best because that's my face on a poop. It's great. I love it. <laughs> Matt Hal is just shaking his head because he hates it when I talk about poop on the podcast. <laughs> Well, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. <laughs> oh, husband, aren't you so glad you suggested we should start a podcast together? 100 episodes. I don't even know how many hours we have have recorded, but it's a lot. Or edited or put this thing together. But we do it do for it. you. We do it for we you listeners. We wouldn't do it if we didn't love to do That's it. That's true. We do love doing it. So. We love this show. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at SchaeferLeadership.com. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week and find out who has gone, gone boss. boss.